Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Behind the scenes, behind the glass, there's no sports. It's Matt and Matt, two producers who happen to be homies, just joning on the junkies, yeah. It's pit season, what a time to be alive. Pit season, couple of regular guys. It's pit season, go have yourself a laugh. It's pit season, ha 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 Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Bit Season, episode 49. I'm Drive T-Shirt. <laughs> I'm Matt Valdez. We are just one <laughs> week away from the Junkies Poker Open. The festivities are just around the corner. We're getting excited. There's a buzz in the air. Everyone at the radio station's talking about it. Uh, yes, but I like to think of Thursday not as JPO Thursday. Everyone's return to appearances and, and fun from the pandemic. Since it is like the first big event from the pandemic. Yeah. I like to think of it as Bit Season's one year anniversary party. It's Bit Season's <laughs> coming out party because we'll be broadcasting. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> broadcasting live is if that is what you want to call it from the poker room, from the tournament room, I guess. Uh-huh. I said poker room on the show today, and I confused everybody. From the tournament, from the grand ballroom. Yeah, the ballroom. At, at MGM while everyone's playing poker, Valdez and I will be off in a corner. Looking at everybody doing bit season, I'm pretty fired up for that. I think that's going to be fun, and I think it's going to be awesome seeing all the biddies out and about, and uh, and like you said, our coming out party. I think we we'll show all the muckety mucks that were a big deal. I think we're going to need security. Oh, that'd be great. Not because we have a lot of fans. I think because we got to get people like Rom and Peter from Burke away from the table. <laughs> this is what I want. And it will make, and it's basically basically a, a booster, confidence booster. Yeah, I want a velvet rope. Oh, yeah. all right. Hey, you velvet. Should have, you should have told me this the other day. I just went out there and. Told I know. Them. I didn't. I didn't think about the about it before the walk. All right, we can maybe. I was thinking about rope. the junks thing more than us. Yeah, well, a velvet rope would be great. Um, I think. And, a, and a security guard, like a bald headed Steve Wilkos type. Steve. Steve. Steve, I've missed that. I've missed the Jerry Springer show. Of course. Yeah. That's when I first learned about boners. What do you mean? Oh, just coming home from school and then seeing all the blurred images of the naked women. That's when that was my coming of age. Now, that, what, that was that was in the height of of uh, discovering my puberty. What was your favorite afternoon show? My favorite? Yeah. Jenny Jones. Jenny Jones was a <laughs> smash. 
Rude, you know, rude <laughs> I know what you were going to ask. Me. <laughs> you know, I have quite an affinity for Rude Jude. For for uh, long time one hundred six seven listeners, you might remember the name Stock of Corn, old Big O and Duke's show character. He was on Jenny Jones one time. Really? Yeah, it's like the trashy. I don't know, young father. Was doing <laughs> my, my wife uh, is impregnated by somebody I think else. He was on there when he was a teenager. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but Jude Angelini, Rude right. Jude, he is actually is an afternoon radio host. On Sirius, right? On Sirius, on Shade 45. Well, I, how, I, I actually listened to his show. He is uh, b- 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 44 years old. That's it? Yeah. He was a youngin when he would do that. And if you don't know, or if you're not familiar with the Jenny Jones show, Jenny would bring out Rude Jude. And he would come out, and he would Joan and do his wisecracks uh, on the people on the dais, uh, everyone sitting in their chairs. Because Jenny Jones was just unfunny, and she was the host of the show, but you needed the comic relief. And so you brought him out to Joan on everybody. Well, I, who was the—she would bring out, like, the um, the general or whatever— the the drill the, sergeant, the boot camp dude. Yeah, the boot camp guy. That's the guy I liked. I don't remember He'd come him and scream at the eleven year old boys that were mouthy to the mom. He, was he the uh, was he like the the black guy? No, no, he was like a middle aged white guy. Oh, almost like uh, uh, drill, yeah, drill, yeah, drill sergeant. sergeant. Yeah, I, I don't. Think I do remember. I do remember when the kids would have to go to boot camp and they would scare them straight. All right, um, there are a lot of. Terrible ones from the nineties. Rosie, I thought always sucked. Oh, Rosie was the worst. Oh, no. oh. John McDean, the McDLTs. Yeah, I and she would put her throw her koosh ball into. Yeah. The... Oh, I hated the koosh ball thing. <laughs> I never understood that. Uh, she just seems so fake. Um, hate. I never got into Oprah. Those are more women shows. Uh, Montel. What about you? Sleep on Montel. <laughs> I do. Williams. I do sleep on Montel. Tell me. Tell me what you liked about Montel. I. I just thought he was real honest, and he always gave like real sincere advice to people. It wasn't trashy like the other shows were. Um, I don't know. I just respected him as a I, host. Look, if you if you're about being titillated, uh, Jerry Springer was your was your go to. If you are about uh, train wrecks. I think Ricky Lake and Jenny Jones were your go-to. And what about Maury? Oh, Maury. Well, Maury just became that just became comical. Where where every they had episode the, every was episode, the yellow envelope. Well, yeah, it was the envelope the big reveal? Um, I kind that, of feel like that's what Jerry happened to Jerry Springer too, though. Like those shows didn't start out that way, but that's no, when they that's how their ratings soared. No, they, they, their ratings soared based off of the 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 craziness that ensued. Yeah, and the more once they figured out the more crazy everyone became, the the more extreme they pushed their show. There's a fascinating documentary about it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, about all about this surge in the early 2000s. Um, I, I think it was on like VH1. Uh, that I watched it, but it, it, they talked about Jenny Jones, Ricky Lake. Um, hey, and actually, I think during Ricky Lake or or Jenny Jones, there were, there was an actual murderer too. Oh yeah, yeah, I think that was Ricky Lake. Was it R- Ricky or Jenny? But they I had, but they had an actual murderer uh, on the on the stand, on, like on the sofa in mm-hmm. the chairs, and he like said he was going to like kill his girlfriend, and he killed her like <laughs> the, uh, a month later or three months later. 
And then, and then that was the that was the down the downfall. I remember watching Ricky Lake numerous times. So I don't really remember the vibe of the show. Oh, uh, the the vibe of it is I'm now. Uh, uh, they were huge. She was huge in the trans community before the trans community was a big thing. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. How do you know that? <laughs> I have a secret to tell you, Drake. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, she, when the mics go off? <laughs> yeah, when the mics go off. Oh. Hey, talking about the coming out party, <laughs> uh, she, yeah, she was the first person to have drag. She was big, oh, big drag. Maybe she was. Yeah. yeah. All right. I respect Ricky Lake. Yeah. I think she's still around doing, maybe she's like on some sort of comeback um, tour. I what about remember. Sally Jesse Raphael? Um, and her red glasses. Her red glasses. I saw. <laughs> she had a. I felt like she was sweet too. I. I. I think she flirted with the uh, the extreme guests, and then I think she faded away. Can I tell you who's nubs? What? Wendy Williams. Oh yeah. That show's still on. I think she's getting canceled, but and she hasn't even been there in like a year. So they have. Like all the Michael Rappaports and like all these just hacks. The D-list celebrities. The D-list celebrities yeah. hosting the show. I- I'll tell you why I like Wendy Williams. Okay. Our first thing I hate, I hate the how you doing and then they do this thing where they like, <laughs> they like flick their wrists at the crowd. I don't understand. Yeah. It like it's almost like a cat thing. Yeah. yeah. How you doing? <laughs> I, and the only reason I know that because it's yeah, always, you know that? It's always that on in the break room. Um, Someone here is a big fan of it. Uh, the reason I like Wendy Williams is that she was a radio nubber. She, she was? She, she grinded her way from, from hosting radio shows to being on TV during during middays. That's, that's the thing is when you were a kid, um, when we grew up, they had those talk shows that were so titillating. Now it's all like. The talk, the view, I Wendy know. Williams. Are They're just boring shows. Can they ever bring a show like that back? Well, I always they, say they say everything's cyclical. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Everything is cyclical. I feel I want a show where like like Jerry Springer, where they bring out some KKK guy and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then he just gets they bring like a out beat Daniel Carver, yeah. yeah, and he gets a beat down by the crowd. They're yeah. throwing tomatoes at right, him and right. everything. Yeah. Just some <laughs> yeah, just some scum out there. I love that stuff. I would I would love it. I feel like that would be a a, a great sales pitch. Yeah. But the, the but problem the problem with Jerry is it got too fake. Of course it got too fake. Some of the stuff was believable at first. At the but, beginning, but yeah. Yeah, but when you're um and all the fights were staged. Oh, they're so staged. Yeah. But but when they were doing um um, I have a confession to make, and then like they're turning out to be oh, like yeah, a dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. old switcheroo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now that's entertainment. <laughs> Did you? Was any of that real though? Like, do you, <laughs> were they all actors? Here's what I think happened. I think they stumbled into it. Okay, because you, you know how sometimes the too many the junks, bits. the junks, the junks stumble into a gold mine. Like, we'll just have some caller. Where he's just so out of left field. Okay, and like then, Steve the Butcher. Yeah, right? like yeah, like when Steve the Butcher calls and he's okay. drunk and he's cutting tomahawk steaks at eight in the morning. Right. Something organic like that can take over the show, and it's funny, and and, and you look back on it and go, "Wow, that that was a great segment." <laughs> but then you want you want a million of those segments. Yeah. And so now you're pre-planning a, a bunch of Steve the Butchers, and I think that's where I think that's where Jerry Springer went wrong. That's all. Yeah, it, it lost its authenticity. A it did, bit. it did. But and then, and then also, I think Jerry kind of just got over it because also, because think about it. He was um he was a, a political pun. He worked for, on JFK's staff, yeah. and then he it, he was the mayor. And or then he was ran a, for mayor. Ran for mayor of Cincinnati, and he was a, a judge. 
Yeah, the, I felt like the end of Jerry Springer and Maury Povich, it was kind of like The Simpsons. It was still on, but nobody knew that it was still on, and nobody was watching it, but they were just grinding it out for <laughs> the Just cranking out episodes. Yeah. I mean, I think only recently those guys went off the air. That's true. How many, And how many years was it? I mean, it had to have been 30. Jerry Springer show had to have been on for 30 years. I, I don't know. I, I just like I just got Maury si- Povich was on from 1991 until, I think, very recently. I got size. I got size for the blurs, <laughs> the oh, pi- the pixelated yeah. jugs. Yeah. That's that's when I first discovered naked. You know what always tilted me about the Maury Povich show? What? How come they never had a camera backstage? How come it was always the cameraman chasing them? Like how come <laughs> they just didn't have like multiple cameras, like the WWE or something? You when you know stuff happens backstage. I'll tell you why. More realistic. Who's running down the hallway? It's like it's like a it's like a chase scene in a movie. Okay, right. So it's all pre-planned. <laughs> I also think about it. This is probably height of Blair Witch. Yeah. Okay, so shaky yeah. shaky cam is 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 in was hot. I always like it. Then they're in like a back room, like punching sheet rock. And then, and then Maury would come back there and put his arm around him and say, why don't you come back out? Yeah, talk about, yeah. Let's talk about this. He's the most convincing guy yeah. in America, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He was. Those are the damn good shows. Sulking. He's all, guys on the verge of suicide. <laughs> hey, why don't you come back out here? Uh, some good old uh, daytime TV nostalgia. We didn't even plan to get into that. I don't even I don't know how we start going down that path. But uh, we are excited for the Junkies Poker Open starting next week. And I feel like we're, we're getting into form, midseason form here. I thought it was a good week on the Junkies. Some good uh-huh. laughing segments. Uh, a little bit of uh, awkwardness with some uh, JP got the face today when I was talking to him about being a, an O's fan. Oh, I... Uh... Look, I, I appreciate you defending me. I, I just want to say that I got your back. You did. You did. I pre- You did all my heavy lifting. Right. And Pe- that. And people say I'm too hard on JP on this show. Maybe sometimes I am, but I, I think we're 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 not the Jerry Springer show. We're 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 authentic, right? And I, we'll look, tell you how we're really feeling. I. I, I should have been harder on JP. I know. Why did you let me defend your fandom? Why didn't you call him out? <laughs> I should have because I got a problem with JP because it's it, your fandom to me is like your driver's license. Mm-hmm. All right, it expires. I don't care how many posters you had on your wall as a kid. Your your fandom card expired. You hadn't get you hadn't gotten it renewed before the season. You you were sitting on the sideline. The entire time. And now, all of a sudden, you're Johnny come lately to the team, and you're not even watching the game. That's what tilts me. His argument, and if you missed it, you got to listen to today's show because the O's came up because we were talking about Gunnar Henderson being uh, promoted and hitting a home run in his second at bat. Um, And then JP said, "Uh, I think I'm all back in on the O's. (laughs) And and all all in uh, consists of not watching the games. Right. He's just there for the attention. Look, this this is what I don't like. I don't think JP should share the same joy as me. That's exactly That's... my feeling about this. And they always say, you didn't go to the games. You don't have to go to the games because that's a financial expense and... Traveling but, to the game, planning it out. Look, if you can't make it to the game, that's fine. But I get also, it. as a fan, if you're, if you're able to and you live close, you should, tr- you should try to tr- go to a game every once in a while. I, and Valdez did. Like Valdez has gone to dozens would... of games the last... Five years. I have. I've went to opening day this year and a handful of other games but at JP, the yard. My problem with JP was that JP hasn't thought about the Orioles. He hasn't, like, he's not, it's, 
He's not interested in them at all. And I don't get his argument that he was a fan of them as a kid, so that's a lifetime pass. Well, we were, every single male listening to this show who's between the age of, I don't know, 35 and 45, was a fan of Michael Jordan and the Bulls when they were a kid. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't mean we you get to claim the claim Bulls. We all moved on had... and grew up, and once we reached the age of 12 or 18, whatever it was for you, we kind of realized, oh, I'm not really a Bulls fan. I'm a, I like my hometown team or whatever. I, I had an, a Mighty Ducks. It was so fire because I got it right after the, the Mighty Ducks movie. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I got that silly starter jacket. And I wore it all the time in school. But that doesn't mean I get to claim Ducks fandom. Even if you did, like if that started your Ducks fandom and you were a fan for life, Okay, of course. I would give that to you. You're a fan of the team. You picked your team. You've st- you're, you- but JP is only interested in this TV, Look, I, I, TV team because of the tension that, that is on the team, and he wants props for being a fan. He reminds me of all these local TV <laughs> bobbleheads that come out of the woodworks <laughs> when a team makes the playoff, and you have all those reporters out there on the street wearing their gear, all your Steve Chinigis, okay, <laughs> pretending like they're lifelong fans, the Tommy McFlies out there <laughs> that don't care about the team at all but want like to be a part of something they special. They want to be a part of the event, the pomp and circumstance. Right. No, you, if, to be an O's fan. Look, I've been I have been working with JP for 13 years of my yeah. life. Do you know how many Oreos conversations I've had with him? Tell me. Zero. Zero. <laughs> you know how many times I've seen JP wear black and orange? Zero. Never. <laughs> He's not a fan of the team. He's just having a nostalgic moment because he liked the team growing up as, as a kid. But he's not a fan. He, he hasn't even he, – he could barely tell you who the manager was. He knew about two players on the team right now. <laughs> he didn't know who played first base. He didn't know who played first base. He didn't know any of these prospects – that everyone's been waiting years for to to come. And maybe he knew Adley, but he hasn't didn't know these other. He doesn't know Rodriguez. He's just not. He's he's just along for the for the ride. And I I feel like it takes away from from all the the special moments that the people have been waiting I, for. In I get I get uh, so tilted when he says Rushman. <laughs> he's like calls him Adley Rushman, <laughs> right? Because he hasn't heard Rushman. His, he hasn't heard his name. On the broadcast, yeah, called some Rushman. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And he got I, the face, and then I he, appreciate you defending me. And, and, and you know, Lurch I, stood I, up for me. Lurch, stu- I Lurch stood up for me, and I was surprised. Eric, so you see, Eric is doing the same thing. He, Eric is defending himself when he defends when he defends 100%. JP like that. I called him out on that too. I called him. I remember I said you guys are both weasels. <laughs> yeah, and it's true yeah. because look, no one cares if you if you don't watch the games every now and then, but but. Don't come at me like you're sitting there watching every or like you were watching a year ago. Yeah, I mean, and it, it's not even that 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 you have to. I will say you have to watch all the games or watch a lot of the games. But you you want you like have an interest in the team, right? Like right. he's had zero interest. Trust he me, has not. Been trust paid. me, when, when the Orioles won fifty games, I didn't have very high interest in them, but I at least knew what was going on. I would, yeah. you know, that's you're. I, this is what I don't like. Is that JP is investing very little into him, but wants the big ROI, wants the big right. return. Right. This that's, means so when the Orioles, so when the Orioles win the World Series, he'll talk about he, how much it means. Yeah, to he him. can pre- he can pretend how 100%. how uh, how much it means to him and how he's been waiting for this day and, and everything like that. When he hasn't put as much uh, in the kitty as I have emotionally. 
He has put anything in the kitty. I, that's that's the what problem. I'm getting. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm getting at. Yeah, and Eric's doing the same thing because Eric wants to come back again when the naps are good in yeah. three years, and then and then leave playoff games early again, <laughs> which we'll never forget about. Yeah, let's not forget that he was too anxious, and so he had to leave a game early. I thought he was yeah too cold. It was too, <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no, no. Was that a different game? No, no, no. I think it was a different playoff game. <laughs> he was too cold, so he one left. time he was too cold and he left, and the other time he was getting too anxious. <laughs> <laughs> Because the game was too close, right? right. Or losing interest, <laughs> one of the two. Um, yeah, that's 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 my uh, that's our feelings, I guess. I think we're yeah. simpatico. Yeah, very much. Hey, speaking of Eric, I wanted to bring up something I noticed. Um, it's been going on the past couple weeks, but it's been really ramped up this week. Have you noticed the entertainment page is turning into the Daily Mail death page? I don't like it. I don't like it at all because, first off, I think his entertainment stories. Leave a lot to be desired. And I'm not I'm not saying that this isn't a dig at you because okay. I know what you're doing. You are giving Eric stories that you know he'll read. Okay. Yes. But it's not real entertainment news. Like I, I feel like there's if it was a real entertainment page story, it would be about like Marvel. Uh, whatever. Like, like Will Smith signs on to play this in yeah. the next movie. Yeah, whatever, yeah. Right? I know. Some, yeah, some trust, trust me, I, I, I see that stuff all the time and I, I bypass it because I know he won't read it. Right. It's a waste of he, my time to click on it and print he, it out. Eric's interested in Kim Kardashian and Britney Spears. I've stopped. By the way, I've stopped putting Britney stuff in the. Well, how EP. is he finding him? I don't, finding I, I don't know. He's got Britney radar <laughs> up. That, yeah, that Google, he's got a Twitter list. That, yeah, that, that Google algorithm has him down yeah. so pat. <laughs> um, yes, but uh, I. Do we need like a a a, a quarter a quarter hour segment for uh, the death segment? Is that what we need to get it out of the entertainment page? I think I think if we do that, it will just it'll, it'll, number one, it will just be two segments of death. Also, the story today wasn't even that interesting. <laughs> the guy, the <laughs> the guy, guy fell, fell off his paddleboard. I mean, come on, what I mean, uh, give me a real death All right. story. All right, this is what we're gonna do. It's six forty-five every morning. Mm-hmm. All right, now put together some sort of ghoulish-sounding uh, soundbite sounder thing, and it'll be the most the, our, your depressing death of the day. Brought right. to you by Capital Crab. <laughs> <laughs> brought, brought to you by SeatGeek. <laughs> Front row seat to death. I like Eric's entertainment page uh, this week, and then JP goes, "We got a new sponsor." And he goes, "We do." <laughs> Yeah, likes the Capital Crab. Uh, Capital Crab will be, um, you'll be hearing more about them soon because they will be bringing food in. Tim, our buddy from Capital Crab, will bring food in next Thursday for our Crab Kickoff. Crab Kickoff. And uh, hey, I was talking to Valdez about it, and I want your guys' ideas. Junkies won't listen to this, so it won't matter. <laughs> I want to make the Crab Kickoff. Bigger every single year. We're trying to build something with it. But we're just in the idea stage. I'll be honest, we kind of didn't really think a lot about it until a few weeks ago. We didn't really think about it till the first time we did it. Either. Yeah, that's kind of our problem um, sometimes. But now the, 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 we, are, we are coming up on the second one. For the third one, I want it to grow slowly. I have this envision of it turning into the Wing Bowl in Philadelphia <laughs> for WIP, right? Where we're like thirty thousand people. All right, so we're at Capital One, and we're right. and we got a big uh, picnic table in the middle, and we're eating crabs, and we have thirty thousand people well, watching us. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is and and what it could turn possibly turn into, but I like the idea of us of the junkies doing a live broadcast on the on the NFL Thursday of opening of opening of the NFL season and all the listeners coming out we're we're having a crab a crab fest basically 
Okay, I like this. And we're sitting at picnic benches, and everyone's uh-huh. watching the show, eating crab. Uh-huh. Maybe a shrimp boil and all that other kind of stuff, too. Yeah. Big seafood day. Yeah, big seafood day. Doesn't even necessarily make a lot of sense. It's just a tradition just a big, we started. Uh, with, like a big beer, with like a beer garden. A beer garden, a live broadcast. NBC Sports Washington's there. We have... Uh, but we got to have a hook. Like, what is the hook for the listener? Because most people are listening, right? So we have to have some sort of giveaway. I, I don't know. Crabs for life. Crabs for life? Well, not cra- crabs for a year. Crabs, oh, I like that. And crabs are very expensive. I know. I think that's a good idea. But I, I get what you're saying about trying to keep keep growing it. Yeah, why would people... Because it's kind of like summer's last fling. It right? is. Come on out one last time. Labor is, there any, is there any way that we could have like a sports book up and running too? So you can make your NFL futures bets oh, on like, site. Well, because remember, we're also celebrating... The, right. the NFL season, the start of the season, because it's a kickoff. We're well, the kicking problem on, we're, is we have so many different um, sponsors, and, sponsors and stuff. And, and I'm could, sure legal has something. We'll, we'll have something to say about it. I'm sure they would, but yeah, I mean, we could just talk. Yeah, it could just be a sports betting show where we're talking live. Well, I also, and, I want to do bits too. I don't right. want to like. I feel oh, like, like you want to have like a dunk tank into it. Oh yeah, I, yeah. We've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> we bring that back. We'll, we'll definitely bring that All back. Right. We'll have a crab dunk tank. Um, also, I feel like um, the loser during our predictions should be pinched by a crab. Oh, I like that from the previous year. Yeah. So let's say all all um, six of us, seven if you include mm-hmm. Lindsey John. We make our selections, and the person who has the lowest points get the next year mm-hmm. to kick off the crab kickoff. They get a, a pinch to the nose. Oh, it's like um, that's that's the official start of the that, NFL yeah, season. Yeah, that's the official. The crab. No, 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 no. The first when the person screams. <laughs> the, first scream, <laughs> the, yeah. fir- the first scream starts the season. <laughs> right. So when they go ah, all right, and then yeah. all of a sudden let the picks in, let the picks begin. I also like the idea of a. Old man quarterback skills challenge, right? Like a 50 and above, a whole bunch of old geezers out there throwing a pump pass and kick type thing. I I, I like this. You know what we do is we have a setup. We have, we have a, a old geezer bar, and we'll have a, we'll have icy hot. We'll have uh, ibuprofen, okay. Advil, Aleve, like a whole old man bar. Ace bandages. If you need a knee brace, I we like got gotcha. you. Uh huh. We, we have we, uh, we have a physical therapist on site. We have the you have the forty yard dash, <laughs> all kinds of fun stuff. I also like I also like um, um, doing like a dizzy bat spin and then trying to pick up a live crab. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> hey, guys, you love the dizzy bat. <laughs> I, 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 I want to bring dizzy the, bat. You, back. you bring up a dizzy bat challenge like once every couple of months to me. <laughs> I, I, I think it's comical watching people stumble around, right. and not only stumble around, but trying to pick up a, a crab that will pinch your arm. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm What's, all for. What would legal say? Would legal uh, want to get their grubby paws on it and say we can't do it because you're endangering? Something? It's a waiver. I'm sure you'll be fine. Also, that dangerous. also, I like the idea of somebody uh, having a crab pinch their dong. Right. It's always got to get sexual. <laughs> it's not sexual. And we can we can book celebrities. We'll, we'll have that waterman out that's on TikTok that everyone's sending you every day. Yeah, the, <laughs> hey, the, you the, see the, this guy, Melody? Guy, the guy who stole my idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should be famous like him. I know you should. All right. Well, send us your ideas uh, to our Twitter yes. at BitSeason or at Drive T-shirt. Yes, we'll, we'll, we'll have Jimmy Charles playing. 
You don't know who Jimmy, Jimmy Charles. Charles. Jimmy Charles is an up and coming country singer who sings about Maryland. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. What's um EB's boy? <laughs> uh, Parker Parker McCollum. <laughs> Parker McCollum. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Baltimore, Maryland, world renowned country hotspot. <laughs> when I when I think of antebellum, I think of Baltimore, Maryland. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll be right back. More on bit season to come. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to Bit Season. If you notice, Ryan Clary is not here today. He's on vacation this week. Well-earned vacation for him. Yeah. And also, congratulations to Ryan. He is now the host of a brand new Nats podcast that he will be doing, I believe, five days a week. It wow. Was, I don't <laughs> think. He told me it would not interfere with his Bit Season commitment. I, that's and what I, I like to hear. he specifically told his new boss you know, that. You know what? There's no better time to be cranking out daily Nats content <laughs> when the team is the, the all-time 40, lowest, yeah. lowest interest. Forty games out because <laughs> everyone's clamoring for that Nats content. It's a, a five-year rebuild. <laughs> hey, just just think. By the time he quits his podcast, they'll be good good again. Right. So, uh, congrats, congrats, congratulations to Ryan. Why am I blanking on the name of the podcast? Uh, talking Nats. No, locked, locked on, locked on Nats. Oh, locked on Nats. That's locked on Nationals. Uh, check yeah. out uh, Ryan's Twitter. He, he, we'll put it out from the Bit Season uh, Twitter as well. But uh, yeah, I know that that podcast has been around for quite a few years, and Ryan's the new host of it. So congratulations yeah. to Ryan. Yeah, uh, locked on boredom. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's on vacation this week. About these, I was on vacation last week. We recorded a couple days early. I think you sleep on New Orleans. I know you know what I noticed. I've noticed that you've come in 
and you've been drinking your Mountain Dew out of various, various cups that you've brought back from I know. New Orleans. I, I stole a bunch of plastic cups from my brother-in-law uh, from his cupboards. I, I don't how, even... how close does your brother-in-law live to New Orleans? He lives in New Orleans. He lives two miles from the Superdome. Well, that is pretty right, close. Right, right in the middle uh, of the chaos. <laughs> Did he live in the Superdome during uh, the hurricane? No, no, <laughs> no. I would believe his his area. Uh, well, he moved there right after or right before the Katrina. So I don't know where he lived at the time, but his house, his neighborhood now, does not live uh, in the flood section. New, uh, New Orleans is a uh, bucket list city for me to. to You've to never go been. To. I've never been. Oh, I would love to go with you. It's the world's biggest. <laughs> but I love it. Okay. In fact, I've been thinking about moving there. <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm like a fish in water when it comes to shitholes. I, I vacation in Ocean City. Right. You are. I'm from Pasadena. Go, go to Baltimore all the time. <laughs> yeah. Go to Orioles games. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that's that's calling my name. Why do you think I would love it so much? Let me tell you. I, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to joan on other places too much. I mean, it's not like I'm from... Uh, the greatest place on earth either in eastern Washington. Uh-huh. But uh, New Orleans is, it's a special city, man. There's nothing like it anywhere else in America. It honestly feels like you're in Europe, <laughs> just from the way the buildings look. Uh-huh. But the culture down there is just awesome. Um, the people are, are, are super, like, nice. They're fired Southern up. Southern hospitality. Southern hospitality, but they also have a lot of attitude at the same time. It's, a, <laughs> it's very chaotic. <laughs> Yeah, I went to a I went to a grocery store called Save a Lot at seven forty five in the morning. I woke up early, was going for a, I wanted to check out the neighborhood. All right, I, hey, I love grocery store shopping so early in the morning. It, 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 it I like I feel like you're uh, you're getting a, a head start on the crowd. That's what I thought. Let me tell you, this place was packed. Okay, <laughs> and some guy walks in. He wasn't like a vagrant or anything like that, but he clearly had some sort of issue with the manager before or the cashier, whatever she was. She greeted me five seconds before that. She said, hey, sweetie, how you doing this morning? Ah. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> what, a, what a way to start your I'm day. I'm like, girl, I'm doing great. And I, <laughs> I said, I girl, said, I'm doing great. Oh, I, don't, I, was, I was sized to check out the Creole grocery store. <laughs> did, you that, did they have the Creole section? <laughs> I mean, just everything. There's so much Cajun stuff everywhere. And then she, five seconds after she sa- says hi to me, I turn my back to her. And then I hear her go, Get out! You! Get out of here right now! You're not welcome in here! Out! 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 And he starts going, what are you going to do about it? You can't kick me out of here. She goes, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm kicking you out right now. Dude, I'm not kidding. It was 740 in the morning. And then he, like, she backs him up against the cabbage. It, it, it was so wild. I mean, the place... Here's what's interesting about Wait, what, what, why were they why were they fighting? I don't Is even the, know. I, she eventually kicked him out, and he just sort of screaming at her. But she won. I don't. I, he clearly did something beforehand. But New Orleans is so interesting because you have like really there's no like neighborhood sections. Like really big mansions are right next to hundred year old shotgun homes, right? That are worth ninety thousand dollars. The city's not spread out. It's the, all the on top zo- of the zoning. Other. No, zoning. The zoning. zoning or whatever Yeah, it is. That, that, that's the same thing in, like, West Virginia. There's no real zoning. So you can build, like, whatever. You can build, like, a, a whole, uh, you know, one-bedroom place next to a, a huge mountain uh, or mansion. So you just have, like, dip, a wide variety of different type of people all, all kind of, like, mixing in together. So it's a very, it's a very interesting scene. I mean, obviously, the, the homes look very cool and stuff like that. But here's what, you know, that I didn't realize that. The South, they call it the we'll Big Easy. We'll rise e- again? No, no, no. The Big Easy, all right? <laughs> yeah. 
tell me if you've ever, if you could ever imagine this happening in D.C. First off, two things stood out to me. Okay, I I was on uh, Bourbon Street, the French Quarter down there. Two nights in a row, I saw on-duty police officers, okay, sitting on their motorcycles, smoking cigars. <laughs> All right? Okay. Like that why, just, like, why, jumped why, out at me why, like why, that. Why does that bother you so much? No, no, much? it doesn't bother me. I thought it was funny. Oh. Right? I'm like, that's just, like, that's just not something you see. Well, don't you know that... A tobacco addiction is a, is a real thing. <laughs> it's a hell of a thing. <laughs> it's a, a hell of a habit. I got a kick out of that. And then the other thing I got a kick out of was I'm on the the, um, the streetcar, right? The trolley, the green uh-huh. trolley, uh, different colors, I guess, the red one, too. I'm on going down St. Charles, going back to the, to the where they live on the neighborhood. The, the streetcar driver stops at a red light. It's on the track in between, like, the two lanes of traffic, okay. kind of like... Um, um, so it's, it's all, on yeah, the I know you, I, they have a, the, the red light and so you, they gotta, have, they yeah, you have to stop at the lights yeah, and everything. you got to wait for the crossing and everything. We, we, we come to a red light. The driver gets out of his car. Okay. <laughs> walks into a convenience store. Like a 7-Eleven? A seven, version of 7-Eleven in, in there for five minutes. <laughs> he might, he'd probably taken a dump and then he comes back out with food, water, sodas, his entire lunch his afternoon, gets back in the streetcar. We've all just been sitting there on his time, I guess, and then we mosey on down the street again. So, so you're saying that if, if you had a place to be, if you had an appointment, there's no, there's no such thing as appointment. They're not on there. schedule. They just do what they want. I, I was it? I, w- I want to make sure my streetcar driver is hydrated and caffeinated. That that, that I, I guess that's true, but you could you would just never see a, a metro driver <laughs> just get a train. You know, I gotta you know I gotta get out, everybody. I, I would like I would like it if he came out with a bunch of magazines. <laughs> he probably did. He had a big grocery bag full of stuff. I don't know what was in there. But maybe he got it. Maybe he got a text from his wife saying, "Honey, bring home some milk." I, maybe maybe he did. Maybe he did, but it's, was, it's it's so dirty. I mean, it's so dirty. It and is. Plus, it's very muddy because it's built on a swamp, uh-huh. and so there's so much rain, and it just never dries up. I always I like to envision Bourbon Street smells like urine. It does, and vomit. But <laughs> at, at 6 a.m. every morning, they bring out the street sweepers. Hey, I, I was going to say something, because I've been, I've been to Charleston many times, yeah. and I think Charleston is the greatest city in the world. And every morning, I, le- I wake up early just because of the work that we have. And I go out and I go hunting for my cup of coffee, and they have street sweepers in Charleston. They do, right. yeah, and they're and they're picking up every single cigarette butt, cleaning up every plastic cup. Oh from... no, they're guy, they're guys walking. Yeah, walking. No, no, no. These these, these they're hosing down the streets. They're big. No, tank, no, they do that. Tankers too. that are. Oh, they don't have tankers. They just have, they... they have people like uh, hosing down the sidewalk. Like no, in no, the they got the water pressure to blow the vomit <laughs> down into <laughs> all the vomit and blood and everything down into <laughs> from, the drain from all the street brawls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's chaos. Down there. <laughs> hey, I like. What do you think that sewer's like? I don't even want with, to know. With Hopefully the amount, with the amount of vomit. Uh, rum and coke and hurricanes spilled down uh, yeah. on the street. Uh, bodily fluids, blood, right. spit, tobacco. Oh, that that so actually gross. makes me queasy. I also about thought it. about you because my brother in law was telling you about you're always on the lookout for a new job. You know, like we both are. We talk about on the show at the time, like, are you like a new job? Okay, like, yeah, yeah, I was say, don't put, hey, what are you doing? Put my business out. <laughs> I'm going to go pour beers. Yeah, I'm going to go. Hey, I'm going to go pour beers at Pat O'Brien. This seemed like the dream job. He told me we're sitting on the banks of the Mississippi right down there, right, out, right outside <laughs> the French Quarter, right? <laughs> Fish right with your fishing bowl. It's like it's like 11 p.m. at night, right outside Cafe de Monde. Okay, we're uh-huh. sitting right there. And this big old barge comes by, okay? Uh-huh. And he goes, do you know that? 
these river these these barges are are driven by river pilots. And I go, no, I don't know anything about that. And he goes, well, this guy's entire job is to drive one mile of the Mississippi on this tugboat pulling this barge. And he goes, every mile they have a new pilot. And he goes, all his entire job is to go whenever a barge comes to get onto this tugboat and uh, and to steer it so they don't crash because yeah. there's millions and millions of dollars worth of uh, inventory on these yeah. on these barges. And also if they crash into the levee, you're going to have – uh, flood the whole city or uh-huh. so so it would they pay these guys are paid over five hundred thousand dollars a year <laughs> to captain the, to pilot the his boat to be a tugboat for man. one mile and i i mean maybe they do it like 10 times a shift i don't know there's constantly barges going back and forth but i figure this is valdez's dream job sitting on a boat making half a million dollars a year they, and having extra <laughs> the only thing you need to know is like the soil <laughs> under the river here and then Hey, that, the, depth me, of, the, it, the depth of the Mississippi. It makes me. It makes me think of Benjamin Button, <laughs> where, where, okay, where, yeah. where, where he was, where he was young, but he was aged, and he uh, got aboard that tugboat in the Mississippi, yeah. and he was riding that tugboat all up and down. Said, I, yeah, such it's such a silly job, just it, sitting on a boat all day. It also reminds me of Huck Finn. What happened to Huck, Huck Finn? <laughs> oh, then he would go cruise up and down the Mississippi with Jim? I don't know. I cliff notes noted that uh, book report. <laughs> I faked that one. I never well, I, well, I don't think we're allowed to read it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think there's a couple words in there that got it banned. Yeah. Anyways, New Orleans is a great town. I would love to go there with you. I could because I, I feel like it's a place where I need a tour guide. Do the Ravens play there this year? They yes, played the they Super do. Bowl there, didn't they? They did play the Super Bowl there, but they do play in New Orleans this year. Hey, Trust man. me, I've looked at I've looked at their schedule. It's in like November. Oh, that's right, prime hurricane season. No, no, it's hurricane season now. August Katrina it, was in August. Oh, is that why you go down now? It's it's cheap. Everything's cheaper. cheaper. <laughs> <in hurricane season>. <laughs> <laughs> but you stay. You can stay like on Bourbon Street for like eighty bucks a night. <laughs> Still a lot of people there though. About uh, like it. Um, what, what's, what's, uh, the, the food, food's good. I'm oh, so much, so much. How gum. fat did you feel? How fat did you feel when I've, you came home? I, 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 I was eight pounds normal, more, more than normal while I was on, uh, weighed myself down there. <laughs> didn't <laughs> stop, it didn't stop me. Doesn't Danny Ruye gain like 16 pounds? Something like that on vacation. vacation. Yeah. That's, he keeps his vacation weight. Right. Uh, yeah, food is awesome. It's just different, like, you know, different food than you eat here. So. I know. I'm sized. I'm always sized to po try boys new cuisine. Are, so you know how good po' boys are. I'm, I I know how good po' boys are. You're the loser. Who doesn't have an oyster po' po' boy though. I I like I like fried. I shrimp. know what I feel like you would do. I feel like you would make a good remoulade sauce. I would make a good one. Yes. I uh, know. I don't even. I have no idea how to make one. I know how to make gumbo. I went to a a, 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 a Creole cooking class with my brother-in-law. We slaved over a hot stove for like four hours cooking gumbo cooking one gumbo. day. Gumbo. Yeah. I actually got sized. <laughs> <laughs> that, that actually that sounds amazing. That sounds like guy stuff right there. He was telling me about gumbo days. Usually they don't make gumbo in in the summertime because a gumbo day is like when it's below fifty degrees or something like that. Those are officially gumbo days. That no, means. that's that's like that's soup and stew day. You don't no, have that's... soup in the summer, right? Right. Because soup's not refreshing. The only reason he made it is because, because I was, was there. down. Yeah, I was down, down there. Special. Hey, speaking of food, I want to talk about uh, the hottest the hottest restaurant in Ocean City, known as <laughs> <laughs> Restaurante Antipasta, Fausto's. aka Fausto's. Mm. We got to play some audio here, I think, because this was the funniest moment of the week, and I would like to relive it, Valdez. We were giggling like little schoolgirls in that producer room, watching Lurch Bishop imitate. <laughs> 
his great <laughs> win with Nick Faust. <laughs> Here, listen to this. Right. I will say when I go to my favorite Italian restaurant down in Ocean City, Fausto's, mm-hmm. and he's straight out of Italy. Mm-hmm. So he greets you. With a handshake and he kisses you? kiss on both sides of the right. cheeks. Do you kiss him back? I do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know what? You're, you're respecting his custom. Hey, you kiss mouth so more than D. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is what this is what's so funny about it is when I envision uh, number one, I envision Fausto uh, like Poppy from Seinfeld. <laughs> All right, that's that's the the person I have in mind. Did you have any idea that they did that kind of greeting? No idea. First of all, I didn't even know Fausto was Italian. I thought he was a fake Italian. <laughs> yeah. I just thought he was like some general manager of a restaurant. Yeah. I didn't know he was like yeah, uh, like Matt Carlin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know he was a fresh off the boat Italian guy. Yeah. That's like an authentic Italian place. Yeah, I, I didn't realize his first name is Giovanni. Yeah, EBO says it's an old Wendy, so I kind of yeah. just disrespected it. Yeah, I just figured it was some white trash dude who's yeah. making uh, a pasta primavera on a beach in a beach town <laughs> in a beach town. But yeah. but this is what I like envisioning. It's I like envisioning six six lurch leaning down to go against the that uh, short uh, Luigi <laughs> oh, yeah. on the cheek. Yeah, you know, the awkward kiss. Yeah, the awkward, the awkward kiss where he has to bend down, uh, scoop down to to get his cheek. Well, you know how that conversation started, right? Is because JP hard headed JP couldn't admit that he was wrong, and he said that Europeans act the same way in their culture. Because we were talking about pinching the butt of a, the 16-year-old tennis player, right? Oh, the yeah, dad. that's right. The, the, right? And uh, he was tapping, and EB kept saying, maybe that's what they do over in Europe. And then yeah, he, it's a cultural and, thing. and JP goes, Europe's the same as, as the United States and culturally, which just obviously couldn't be further <laughs> from the truth. But he was so adamant about it. So then I brought up how European guys are always kissing each other uh-huh. on the cheek. And then that made Lurch remember that Fausto and him exchange <laughs> kisses. kisses when he goes in there. Smooches Lurch. For his, uh, his uh, pecoraya. Pecor- <laughs> a peck on the chica and a pecoraya. Oh, hey, we missed that zing yeah, during the show. Oh, yeah, that, was low, that was low-hanging fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Why that. did you say that? I don't know. Because I, I just thought of it. Uh, uh, <laughs> Pecca chica. Uh, Hey, oh, how close do you think their lips t- uh, come to touching? I think way too close. But just, it's so, Lurch, and Lurch was doing an impression. If you guys did see it on TV, Lurch was kissing, doing his kissing goes, lips, mm, 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 mm. Kissing, the, kissing the cup. It was so funny. Lurch is a funny dude, man. Hey, why, why don't Vinny and Joe do that to Eric? I think, yeah, why don't they? They probably do it to each other, right? Because that's, uh, that's what E.B. said. He said they're always doing it up at those uh, tailgates. Yeah. Italian guys are kissing each other. <laughs> Can you imagine if they tried to plant one on E.B.? <laughs> hey, we got to <laughs> hey, Next time Vinny and Joe come down, let's, have, let's tell them to do that with E.B. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> let's see what he does. <laughs> hey, also, this means, I think this means we got to take away uh, uh, J.P.'s Italian card. I think we do. <laughs> I think we do. If he doesn't know that and he couldn't recognize that, then, then he's not as Italian as he's, he's pretending to be. Aren't you a little curious? I feel like I would. I wish I was Italian. All right, right you want to. You want. I kind of want to. I kind of want to do that. I kind of want to do uh, do the. Be, no, be, no, you want to be so self confident that you can go around kissing other guys on the cheek and not think anything of it. I I always feel weird though. <laughs> With my my cheek would rub against some dude's five o'clock shadow. <laughs> <laughs> you, your, your bad breath. Yeah, breathing, my, yeah, my, my, <laughs> breathing all over somebody. Yeah, I got I got uh, skull in my teeth. Yeah, it seems uh, a fake kiss though. I mean, handshakes are gross too. You know how gross handshakes are. 
Yeah, there's I, our ground. I, I, I got size for, for COVID because of the, we didn't have to hand, shake hands. Anymore. You know what I would— Some dude sh- shaking it off two minutes before he's, <laughs> yeah. he's touching your hands. He <laughs> forgets to wash his hands yeah, yeah. In, the, in the sink. He just doesn't care. I, do you know what I want to bring back? What? I want to bring back hand kissing. I thought you only do that with ladies. Well, who doesn't want to kiss the hand of a lady? Of course. it's, it's, it's uh, Yeah, I, I could get into that. But do you know, <laughs> you know, like, are you supposed to do that if you're a taken man? Like, would I kiss the hands of another woman that I met? Or is it like a... I think it's, it's, uh, it's if you guys are a part of the realm, mm-hmm. like a House of Dragons type thing. Oh, all right. All right. So you guys, you guys are in the same uh, circles, all right? You're in the same mm-hmm. tier. You're in the same class system. That's right. how that's how you would greet one another. I like that. The nobility of it. You know what stinks? When people were touching feet for to shake hands during the pandemic. Oh that was so lame. That was stupid. I refuse. Travis Thomas used to work here. Used to try to do that and do the old elbow bump. Oh, elbow bumps. No. Please leave no, me alone. And no, but I like the I like the idea of holding the hand and mm. kissing the hand. Sounds kind of it's kind of creepy though. Yeah, well, you're a creep. That's why. That's why. That's why you like it. I'm not a creep. <laughs> uh, moment of the week for sure was from uh, Lurch imitating his kissing his kissing scene with uh, with with Fausto. Great stuff there. Uh, you know what? I got. I guarantee you. I guarantee you that he hates doing it, but he knows that he has to suck it up. If, if he wants that free peck of rye. <laughs> that, that free appetizer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jason, Jason Bishop's willing to kiss another man for a free appetizer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, <laughs> hey. I want to get your thoughts on something. Uh, we're talking about creeps here. Okay. Is Leonardo DiCaprio a creep for constantly dating 21-year-olds and, and breaking up with them when they're 25? Is he uh, a pedophile, as, as they're basically calling him? No. And Leo's my guy. I know Leo's your guy. Uh, Leo just has a type. What young and yeah, hot? young and yeah. hot. <laughs> right, but is there ever? No, is there no, an no, age? no, no, no. This is this is the problem. This is it's all hate because number one, number one, the women that are hating Leo are unattainable for Leo. Like they'll never, they'll never hook up with Leo. They'll never so are they cross women paths. Shaming? So they're women shaming these these. Tens that are that are hooking up and going out with Leo, the guys that are hating on Leo, um, will n- will never ever be able to do that themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're they're hating on Leo. Well, I both, love it from both sides. I love it, and uh, you know, my dream is is after my wife passes is to be ninety years old. And have one last sexual romp with a twenty-year-old. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> That's on my bucket list. Yeah. At least. <laughs> to live a week longer than my wife. <laughs> hey, what would you? What would you do? What would you do if Sarah, for your sixtieth birthday, mm-hmm. all of a sudden got gave you, you a hall pass? <laughs> yeah, gave you gave you a hall pass and. Uh, uh, gave you a, an appointment for a, with a twenty-five-year-old. Can I be honest? Yeah, sixty's not old enough. <laughs> okay, seventy-five. <laughs> Why? Why does it have to be seventy-five? Because <laughs> you still feel guilty yeah, at sixty. I, I always, everyone has a favorite category of on, on, on red tube, and that was always my <laughs> favorite. Oh, yeah. Well, how how old is Leo now? He's forty. Uh, Forty-seven. Oh, I was going to say forty-five. So he's 47. So do you think this age will change with him, let's say, when he gets to 50? 
Like he'll allow 30-year-olds? Well, who's some famous other bachelors out there? Like um, George Clooney, right? But George Clooney— No, George Clooney um, settled down. No, yeah, he did with— um, forget her name. Amal. Amal, yeah, yeah, right? But for a long time, he was obviously just running through women. That was like his M.O. But he wasn't—I don't think George Clooney was having relations with only 21-year-olds. Well, this is this is why I feel bad. His, I, I, I shouldn't feel bad for Leo— his entire his his relationship is just scrutinized so much. That comes with the cost of being an A lister, though. I, well, it's but but he. No matter what girl he chooses to be with or chooses to, would anybody care though if Leo's just dating some random thirty? No, it, he they will care because now it becomes he's breaking the cycle. See, this is what Leo needs to do. Leo just needs to go date a thirty year old for uh, a year, right? And just, then, just to get everyone off his back. Yeah. All right. No, no. He should do. He should date a forty-year-old. That's that's great right? because you know what he could do is even if he dates the forty-year-old for a year and then he dumps her, then I feel like he could go even younger. <laughs> well, I mean, how much younger can he go? Twenty-one. <laughs> no, that's when he always starts dating them. He dates them oh, like when they're twenty-one, and then they date for three years, and then he breaks up with them. Oh. Well, that sounds like a feeder system. <laughs> right. Hey, do you? Th- hey, do you think Leo? <laughs> I like to think Leo. Calls his buddies up and says, "Hey, I got this prospect for you that I've been grooming. That I've been grooming in the farm system since 21. She hey. just turned 25. She's ready for the majors. Isn't there a celebrity Tinder? Isn't that it's like an app yes. out there? You have to be. It's called crew. it's called Raya. Okay, Raya. Right. So so Leo's on Raya swiping uh-huh. on, on. I guess the girls probably are not celebrities. Maybe I, I have no idea. They're probably all influencers." But is it only for a celebrity? You have to be a celebrity, or can you just be like really hot and be a prospect for future? Um, um, I don't know the answer but. to that. I think I think it's um, oh, they have like an application process, right? Is that app? I don't know. Is that app still around? But I'm I don't sure know. I don't know. I just Leo's got people. I just know because Benji Bronk got denied from <laughs> from the Stern Show. <laughs> hey, do you think that Leo and other celebrities they have like their assistant come in? With a, a, like a, a binder portfolio of, of all the like the hot twenty year old girls that he could, he should take out next. <laughs> that's, that's, it sounds like a very elaborate prostitution ring. Prostitution, <laughs> <laughs> like taken where they have Polaroids of these girls out. Well, somehow he's meeting these girls. Leo's not hanging out at dive bars, just meeting women uh, as they're ordering Coors Light, <laughs> right? He's somehow I, meeting these women. Look, I don't know how I don't know how the celebrity system works. I, I'm very curious. About I'm, it. I'm sure I'm sure that's a part of the assistant's duties. Right. Is that obviously the assistant knows what Leo likes, and then all of a sudden they're out and about, and they see a prospect, and they uh, approach the prospect and say, oh, "Hi." So it's like um, back in like the '80s at yes, the NBA when you had, game, where Magic would like point out to his. Uh, Yes, or the yeah, or the uh, the roadies or or band managers mm-hmm. would go pull girls out of the crowd yeah. to come hang out backstage mm-hmm. with Guns and Roses. All right, yeah. So that's good. so that's what's going on is that this person um, is is in all of these highfalutin functions. Mm-hmm. All right, around New York City, L.A., and then he runs into somebody that that could be Leo's type, and then all of a sudden drops the card off to her. And saying, hey, are you interested in Leo? Getting the call. Yeah, then, then you get the hey. call up. Then you're on the taxi squad. Speaking of age gap relationships, okay, um, what did you make of Young Gravy and <laughs> Addison Ray? I barely know who Addison Ray is. Why are her, Why is everyone talking about her parents? Her dad's like some uh, 
Gorilla Juice head. I don't understand why her parents are fa- like Addison Rae's famous because she's a influenced she TikToker. She was like one of the original dancer. TikToker dancers. Yeah, uh, but that. I don't understand why her parents are famous now. I just think because she was, they were probably in her TikToks. Oh. So, she, so, so is JP is JP the next? <laughs> you think that's what he's angling for? Yeah, it's maybe. A, I look. This is why I don't understand is uh, how does Young Gravy get the moniker as being the Milf Man? I think that's <laughs> it. well, I didn't know a lot about him, but I researched him, and I think that and he's a SoundCloud rapper. I'd I'd heard of him before just because of other social media sh- crap he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't really have a, I didn't know anything about him. I just thought he was doing some wacky bit. I feel like he's like, uh, who's the Dicky guy? <laughs> little Dicky? Little Dicky, yeah. Young I, Gravy, just Little Just like Dick. doing like a weird bit. I, uh-huh. I, I, that's, and so somehow he's got some following, but everyone's talking about Young Gravy and his bit is that he's into MILFs, apparently. Yeah, but so how did, how does he get that moniker? Is he just always hanging out with older women? I think so. Or it's like part of the, the bits that he's doing or he's rapping about MILFs. I, I don't really know. You know, milfs are overrated. What? Yes, I I had my face. Let me tell you, there's. uh, I had spent the last five minutes talking about. (laughs) I I know. It sounds like you're just horny. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) I like young girls. I like old girls. Like any girls. Such a (laughs) cross word. Yeah. All right. All right. Tell me about milfs. All right. It's just. It's over. Overrated. We we did that phase when when we were eighteen. All right. Oh, with uh, Stifler's mom. Stifler's mom. We we've had this all before. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, with the with OG Lisa Ann and uh, Sarah J. Right. All of those. All of the milf part of your of, of your life is over with. That, but of course, how old is Young Gravy? Oh, I think he's like twenty or something. Well, it, it, the, he's that, six seven. <laughs> That that will just pass them by, like it passed us by. Right. It was that was our phase. Yeah, then all of a sudden you become the same age as the milfs. Yeah, but that's tw- it takes twenty years. Yeah, but the, the, but you know what? I, I don't I guess know. a milf uh, could be if if uh, you know. Can you, it just be an older girl, or does this person have to have a a child? I guess a milf could be a mini age, right? Or a cougar. That would be a cougar. Yeah, that would be a cougar. But I, he'll just he'll I think he'll get through the phase, and when he turns thirty, he'll start looking to younger women. All of a sudden, me, all I don't of a sudden, even his, care if Young Gravy's on the planet. When he's all, all of a sudden, his search goes from milf to barely legal. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you giving me that look? I've, I've searched that many times. You know, my wife still calls her. She likes for me to pretend that she's barely legal. What? <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. that, 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 that. Uh, that's creepy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Back when my wife and I first started dating, there's an age gap between my wife and I. And I'd say a lot of stuff tongue in cheek on this show. Clearly, I love my wife. Uh, I was 28, uh-huh. I think, or 27, and my wife was 19 when we first started. <laughs> when we first started dating, why? <laughs> When we first, uh, she worked at the radio station, yeah. and I waited till the end of her internship. <laughs> I almost, I almost spit out my water. All right, my wife's okay. thirty-two now. Yeah. Uh, when we first started Old dating, <laughs> when we first started dating, <laughs> old I, maid, I start. I would joke with her that she was my barely legal, <laughs> and she always liked that. So, so I still refer to my wife to make her feel good as my barely legal. <laughs> you know, like not, not even an sexual. Type of situations, just like you know, as a sweet <laughs> nickname. 
right. Drabby Epstein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's getting, it's getting weird. It's getting weird in this show. Well, what time is it? An hour yet? <laughs> I think we can wrap up. But yeah. but first, oh, I'll, your wife. Speaking of your wife, you you talked about her pirating music. Did yeah. did you mention that on the show before? Um. No, I don't believe I have. Maybe maybe like 10 years ago. I think I have a vague memory. It's just, memory. it's so crazy because I remember everyone used to use Kazaa. Right. That's what Buster, she was using Kazaa. It was, it was Napster, then it was Kazaa. Yeah. No, and then, and then do you remember in the other, any of the other ones? The Pirate Bay. Pirate Bay was late, but do you remember LimeWire? Oh, yeah, I definitely remember LimeWire. And Wire. I believe there was one called Bear Share as well. <laughs> that one's, that one sounds <laughs> Freaky, but I remember I, I remember this. So, at University of Maryland, we used to have like a, a hub. So it was everyone that was on campus. So all fifty thousand students mm-hmm. would would share whatever on campus, um, whatever files of music they had, whatever movies they had. It was just this big shareable network. Really? Yeah. Wait, this wasn't uh, something put on by the university. No, 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 no. This was this was an, it was kind of. The university kind of turned a blind eye to it, mm-hmm. but it was just you had to have a UMD like thing to get into it, and but but that that's how we used to watch. Um, uh, what's the stupid show on HBO um, with uh, Ari Gold, like Entourage? Entourage yeah. yeah, so that's how we used to watch Entourage because nobody could mm-hmm. afford HBO right. back in the day. Mm-hmm. So we would just wait for somebody to upload the newest episode to that hub, and then I remember at because Entourage used to come on at ten thirty. And then at 11.01, the newest episode of Entourage was up on the hub. So, and I, and then we download it. That quickly? It, it took two minutes to download. Mm. And then we we're all getting ready to watch it. We have our popcorn at, out and we open it up on the computer and it's a girl f***ing <laughs> a horse. I'm <laughs> 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 uh, right, not going to say, all right, we didn't close out of it right away. <laughs> But uh, but that's that's what I remember about these about these five. You never knew what things. you were gonna get. Yeah, you never knew what you were gonna get. <laughs> that's a great bit. <laughs> that that guy was the smartest guy in the world. We saw our own donkey show. Uh, all right. That's a good place. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know how you can top that. We're not going to. <laughs> that got me by. I did not expect you to You're say not, that. You didn't, but, but that poor girl. I think she had her insides just completely demolished. Well, I think people have died. Mister <laughs> yeah. Hand. You look, Google that. All right, everybody. You have a great week. Yeah, everyone have a good weekend. And uh, we'll see you. See you next week on Bit Season Live. Yeah, live from live. the tournament room at MGM National yeah. Harbor. Yeah, bring your horse. All right, take care, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 